Welcome to another episode of Subwood Tours where we talk about movies. We are your hosts. I'm Misha. I'm Mai. And today we are taking on the latest film from a former sitcom star who travels back 30 years to try and right the wrongs of the past with younger versions of his father, of his mother, a scientist with a dog named after a scientist, and a whole bunch of time-twisty paradoxes. We are not going to be talking about Back to the Future today. We are doing Ryan Reynolds in The Adam Project. Courtesy of our good friends at Netflix who gave us early access. Thank you so much. Yay, thank you, Ad Bob Hub. Yay, thank you, thank Isa. you, Netflix. I got to say, I have seen swag boxes in my time, but I think this is the most ludicrously large one I have ever encountered. <laughs> this takes the cake, yo. Because uh, yes, uh, it arrived I, I not... in a car. <laughs> say, I did not know what to do with it. <laughs> still, I still, still don't still, know what to do in... with it. It's like right it, here it's, in it's, my room. It's, it's my dog right could live here. in that box. Look at the size <laughs> of that thing. <laughs> Yes, thank you once again to Netflix, Isa, uh, and Ad Pub Hub. We Woo-hoo. we really thank enjoyed. I I ate the popcorn right away. Absolutely, <laughs> it was I, the best like, thing. Everything you would need for a family movie night. Yeah, but I had one popcorn bag down before the movie started. Same. Your- <laughs> the concept Sorry. of family movie night is you watch with your family. But my my kid's a baby and can't eat popcorn yet. So that's you know. a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but right? yes, thank you. We also got to see it a little bit earlier. So yay! Oh. And here we go. Okay, today we are taking in The Adam Project, where 12-year-old Ryan Reynolds meets 44-year-old Ryan Reynolds, and hilarity ensues. What did you guys think of the movie? Uh, <laughs> we're just pointing. <laughs> we are the I Spider-Man not... meme. We're all pointing at each other. <laughs> Who goes first? <laughs> I did not expect it, though. Like, at first, we I thought it was told you we were going to get early access, fool. <laughs> no, fool. I did not expect what... <laughs> I did not expect the movie to be like that. I just thought it would be one of those run-of-the-mill sci-fi comedy movies with Ryan Reynolds in it. Because, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds and we just saw Free Guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's then it actually had a heart. Right, right. Yeah. I wasn't expecting much either because, I don't know. Uh, well, usually family movies don't go well for me. Like, uh, if it's… I like my violence. I like my swear words. <laughs> I like my blood and gore and the occasional sex scene. But here, mm. it's like, okay, it's a family movie. So I really lowered my expectations. Yes. But it, it, it had like a really great action sequences. Ryan Reynolds, despite still being Ryan Reynolds, as we have formerly complained before in uh, the last <laughs> uh, Free Guy episode. Well, yeah, he's, he's pretty much the same still. But mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. He's still beautiful as my priorities <laughs> go. I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, like, once you've seen a family movie, it's easy to predict another family movie, even if it's a sci-fi movie or yeah. if it's like a medieval-themed one. But, you know, it's a family movie. Yeah, here, it, it, it well, uh, whoa, it took some turns. I did not expect it to. Mm. And I felt it, feelings. It, yeah, it did. They got creative with it, too. Like, they, I mean, like, yeah, we'll talk about that more Absolutely. later. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know, The Adam Project features a hotshot pilot played by Ryan Reynolds. 
goes back in time to meet his younger self and he has to correct something that went wrong in the past in order to save the future. And the key to all of this is his father, played by Mark Ruffalo, who is actually the inventor of time travel that makes the whole movie possible. So for, for me personally, what I, I thought about it, I mean, it's got the same director as Free Guy mm-hmm. and yeah. it's got Levy. the same star as Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds. And um, shortly after we saw the movie, it was announced that Sean Levy would actually be um, the director of Deadpool 3. So Ooh. Sean Levy will be the director of Deadpool <laughs> 3 with the original writer. Kevin Feige has promised it's going to be rated R and Ryan Reynolds, of course, will be back as the titular Merc with a Mouth. But so when I was watching this movie, I couldn't help thinking that Sean Levy had really upped his action game in in recent years. You know, we saw a little bit of a free guy. We saw a lot of it in this one. We didn't see a lot of action from his previous movies like 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 Night at the Museum, for example. There's nothing there. But there's nothing in those movies that would make you think this guy can do an R-rated action movie with Ryan Reynolds. So I'm really happy for the guy that that Mm. he got the gig. Um, you, You said something earlier about Ryan Reynolds just being Ryan Reynolds and mm-hmm. that's true for a, a very very <laughs> to a large extent that's very true but I think and I was surprised to find this he actually dialed it back in this one yeah a little bit and it's he, like he, he had he was, his sensitive moments too he did he totally did there was some drama in this one I didn't expect that it was still kind of like um, the definitely maybe Ryan Reynolds because he had oh, yeah. all sensitive you know but still a bit witty and sharp and a bit, a bit crass. What I thought was interesting here was um, I liked that he seemed to be, um, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Ryan Reynolds, he's a bit more mature here in that he let other performers get their punchlines. Like mm. he really was very generous with the kid to let the kid have the big laughs. That's very true. I think that was what was needed, provided that, you know, it was he had to be the mature one. He had to be this kid. 30 years down the line. Mm-hmm. So he had to give this kid his moments of being a stupid, you know, with this snarky remark. Mm-hmm. And the kid actually who plays the young Adam, the young Ryan Reynolds, is Walker Scoble. And he apparently got the job because his snark was on point <laughs> in his audition. He'd actually, this kid knows Deadpool 2 by heart. So he's more oh, Ryan Reynolds than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and they no, but they got along fantastically while I, I making this. I remember watching this and messaging somebody and saying like, this, I'm so surprised by this kid because this kid is just amazing. Yeah, he's got Ryan Reynolds down to a mm-hmm. T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I usually get super irritated at child actors. Like if they don't, it's either they take it home or they do a good job or it's the opposite for me. And I'm so <laughs> glad I was not annoyed at this kid at all. It's so easy to like write off bad acting or lack of experience for a lot of child actors. But this kid, it's <laughs> like, I believe it. I believe him as the young Ryan Reynolds. He's yeah. like the, you know, like the last child actor that I enjoyed. The last child actor's performances that I enjoyed was probably just Jacob Tremblay's. And then, and then, and then this kid. Oh, nga parang sino ba Dakota Fanning? So, she hasn't been for a long time. So there have been like a lot of child actors 
in on screen and I like not a lot of them stand out as much mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah for sure um Ryan Reynolds said that this kid was so good um and you can see uh, some of this on Ryan Reynolds Instagram like he would just say Deadpool 2 go and then the kid would just recite random monologues <laughs> on camera was he allowed to watch Deadpool? How old is he? Like, is he allowed to watch Deadpool already? Most streaming services have parental controls, <laughs> but it's up to the individual parents whether or not they use them, including just, Netflix. Okay, yeah. So, just, you just guys. A just a question. Like, Keep I'm, it wholesome. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not questioning his parents' um, uh, <laughs> choices. <laughs> the parenting style. Yeah, but, but if it won him the role, then good for you guys. And, and, and considering that this is apparently the kid's first on-screen credit ever, he's not even been on TV. No okay? shit. This is his first acting gig. He's just a natural. I loved it. Good for him. Dude, I was so surprised when I looked him up. I was like, oh, nothing. IMDb, this There's kid. Nothing. The Adam Project. <laughs> Oh, amazing. (laughs) Zip. Nada. Nothing. So, who were some of the actors that you that stood out for you guys in this movie? I mean, we already talked about the kid. We already talked about Ryan Reynolds. I want to name the cast though. So we have Deadpool, we have Gamora, we have the Hulk, we have Elektra. We have four Marvel superheroes in this movie. Oh god! You know? Yeah. Yes. That yes. Is, that this is, is an, true. Okay. Yes. An so, unofficial <gasps> MCU reunion, multiverse, Wait, multiverse. Bruce Banner invented time travel. He what? did. <laughs> and Bruce With, Banner invented time travel. Take that, Doctor Strange. He didn't need you. <laughs> There, there. <laughs> but he didn't uh, even need Tony Stark's help this time. No. Yes. But um, what I really loved about the cast, it, it's it became some sort of mini thirteen going on thirty reunion. <laughs> yes, I, it was. Oh my goodness! It's Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner as um Ryan Reynolds's parents was just uh chef's kiss it was so cute <laughs> they still have that chemistry they had like almost 20 years ago uh, if i believe if i'm correct 18 years ago 13 yep, going on 30 I, was yeah because 13 going on 30 it's, kid is now 30 yes it's that old <laughs> it is yes. and she oh was wearing jennifer garner's dress when for she halloween was, oh my god on her tiktok yes uh-huh. that's cute though it, it was adorable you can totally see that they still had that chemistry they even have some like um video content promoting the adam project taking themselves back to when they were doing 13 going on 30 they had razzles the little <laughs> candy they had yeah. 13 going on 30 they, they were, they were adorable. sharing it. it's so cute it's really super cute because you see it in the short amount of time that they're together on screen you still see it you still feel the chemistry and it's super cute jennifer garner even posted like a dedication post about it like yes you only see them for a few seconds but i'm like sparks are flying bro (laughs) (laughs) their chemistry never wavered for those years it it was actually one of my favorite moments in the movie when they had it you know because i'm just 
like I just became a dad. So parang that whole exchange between husband and wife was like, oh, little tears. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and I believe them as uh, like they would actually raise a really yeah, what a, is a good the kid. Adam project was a continuation of thirteen going on thirty. So and that's they ended up together, and he became a quantum physicist. Previously a photographer, then he became at the age of thirty. He was a photographer. Yeah, so, yeah, like, you, know, you can change he, your mind. It's never too late. There's hope. <laughs> I can invent time travel, you guys. Well, you know, why not? You know, <laughs> see you when we'll be done Yesterday. early tonight. So you know, if you want, you can get this done before midnight. Sure. Okay. Let's do, let's do this. Absolutely. Um, I also want to point out somebody who didn't appear for that long, Zoe Saldana. Yes, I was, was going to mention. Yes, I have always loved her because even in the tiniest of roles, she brings this um, energy where, you know, it just feels kind of honest when it comes from her. Maybe it's just big eyes, I don't know. But I really felt for her. She plays Adam's long-lost wife who he actually traveled back in time to rescue. But in the end, in true Zoe Saldana fashion, She's the one who ends up saving the boys, even when the, both of the boys that she saves are her husband. It's like that's weird. <laughs> in, it's like even, both both the boys mm-hmm. are her husband, but it's one mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. technically. No, I, I just like the, the I just like the character interactions when they're with each other and be like, "Oh, have you met me? It's like, oh, now you see me as a kid. Now you know me. Now you knew me as a kid." I, oh, I, you know, I wouldn't. I would be like. I would not want my future husband to ever meet little me. It's like, <laughs> no, that would be weird. What would little you be like? I mean, just, just you know, just to get it out there. What is your a future husband avoiding by not meeting little you? He's gonna be like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> you used to be cute <laughs> and smart. <laughs> Maybe he'll say you got better. If if he does, then that's a good sign. If he doesn't, divorce. <laughs> but anyway, back to the Adam Project. Okay, back to the Adam um, Project. Zoe Saldana, she kicks ass. She, yeah, she's, she's she's there for like in, 10 minutes, yeah, she's but she's like, awesome. She's in, she kicks ass, and she has this very tender moment with Ryan Reynolds. Because this is... Very extreme for her. It's either your her character is like being a total badass or you are a total not not really a softy, but you just the vulnerability she shows in saying that, yes, um, I found you, you'll find me again. You know, those moments. We've, we've like, seen her do this. Like this is why I loved I loved her performance. Is because it's it's Colombia a sample size of Colombiana, mm-hmm. which is like one of my favorite Zoe Saldana movies. And she, she the range she shows within one frame, within one yes. single frame, Absolutely. she goes from she goes from kind of manically being able to blow stuff up. She she then it turns into an it, it turns into a smirk, and then you just see also in her, like there's so many things going on in her face. I can't even describe it. What, what? Her eyes are saying something else, and then her smirk is saying well, something else. It's like what? And then the she's fuck? doing something entirely different too. <laughs> What, what I like about Zoe Saldana is it doesn't matter what movie she's in. I mean, I said earlier she's got this energy, right? But I also like that she chooses roles where she doesn't suffer fools because you cannot hide that woman's intelligence. You can see it on her face, right? No. She didn't take shit from Jack Sparrow. She didn't take shit from blue cat people. She didn't take shit from James Cameron. She didn't take shit from Spock, okay? This woman is always in command, whatever scene, whatever situation she's in. 
And you see why Ryan Reynolds' character would fall for someone like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what he tells his younger self. You know, when you see her, you'll understand, kid. And wow, we we really saw. (laughs) And the kid's just like, I get laid? (laughs) (laughs) And then he was like, at the cabin, he was like, it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I get laid. That's awesome. But, you know, know, being 12. As weird as it would be to, to, you know have relations in front of your 12-year-old self, we have to understand Zoe Saldana was like alone for four years. Mm -hmm. So, and she's not going to, you know, just give herself off to some, you know, prehistoric man as far as she's concerned. (laughs) You know, she, she, she wants her future Deadpool husband. Yeah, that was sweet. It was. It really was. And I so felt Gamora the attraction. So wanted future Deadpool husband. Oh my god. Are we back into the MCU references? But my, yes. My brain hurts. It's hard not to. It's, it's really hard not yeah. to. It's like, oh, it's Deadpool and Gamora. Mm-hmm. But she's not green this time. <laughs> Can we talk about the interactions between the two Adams when they when they come across their father? When the two Adams meet Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Uh, I, before we even get to meeting Mark Ruffalo, let's let's get to them meeting. Period. Oh yeah, it's it's freaking weird because Ryan Reynolds for some reason like lands um two years off. Uh, no, actually a few years off, not just two. He wanted four, to. Four years off. Yeah, he wanted to land in 2018, but you know he gets blown up, he gets injured, he falls into 2022. He's off by a couple of years, and he mm-hmm. finds himself in his old home. Right. And uh, his younger self finds him and like it is freaking like he knows the dog. <laughs> the dog doesn't like attack him. Right, he knows right. how to close the their faulty the fridge. fridge. Yep. He knows where everything is in the house. And uh, like he just this kid is like watching him. Like how do you know about me? How do you know my dog? How do you know how to close that fridge? It's like he mm-hmm. figure he's smart. He figures it out that like this. Oh, holy shit! Wait, this is me, and I'm ripped. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you saw yourself from the future and you look like Ryan Reynolds, I don't think you'd complain. Most people would not. Yeah, that's true. Fair point. Fair mm-hmm. point. Yeah, and um, it's even down to the scenes of them eating together, like how they <laughs> like swirl around the that plate. Was it great. was perfectly synchronized. I, I really like those little touches where they didn't necessarily have to spell it out, where we were allowed to just see all of their little similarities, their mannerisms. The wisecracks, of course, they were there already. This kid's got a big mouth, okay? Mm-hmm. You know he's going to grow up to be Ryan Reynolds. Just from his inherent snark. But um, they both really... They both looked like they were enjoying playing each other, honestly, at some point. I can agree with that. I mean, especially this kid. First time. It's like trying... I think he was just experimenting with what he was doing. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, Ryan Reynolds fed off of it really well, being the veteran actor that he is. But... And and we're all rewarded by how great they played off each other. Absolutely. It it just came so naturally. Like, I, I... I could believe that, you know, this kid was actually past Ryan Reynolds. Like, like if I didn't know him, it's like, oh. And wow. actually something I appreciated, honestly, was they could have gone straight into the plot. They could have gone straight into the chase scenes, the fight scenes, the action, the time travel stuff. But the movie actually takes time to develop young Adam and old Adam. Um, old mm-hmm. Adam actually has a really nice scene um, with Jennifer Garner, who plays Adam's mom. And um, at this point in time, Mark Ruffalo, the father, has been dead two years. And um, we learn that young Adam actually grows up without his father from that point on. So when Ryan Reynolds sees his mom, you know, there's just a lot of stuff he's working through. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I mean, Ryan Reynolds breaking a lot of future rules by telling, yeah. yeah, by telling the kid what happens to him. He just wants to make up, I guess, for all the years that he's messed himself up as adult, as adult Adam, because he tells the kid. You gotta take care of your mom because after your dad dies, you get into all sorts of trouble. He gets into mm-hmm. jail. He like uh, messes up school and of yep. course uh, he, alienates his mom. But th- that's yep. the thing. That's the biggest deal. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest deal to older Adam. It's like you, you, you gotta, you gotta be there for your mom because like you have her. She has no one. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact that when he said like thirty years into the future, you're hating yourself to your stomach because you treated her like trash mm-hmm. like you don't treat your mom like trash yeah it's true and it's like he's trying to you know he's trying to um fix everything for his guilt for but, not being uh, there. i i gotta ask you know he's picking and choosing which parts of his personality he wants to fix right mm-hmm. so he lets younger adam get beaten up by bullies because he still wants him to grow up tough but he wants him to be nicer to his mother because he regrets doing that so like how far was he going to go with that? What, at what point does he, you know, cross the line and tell himself to go off track betting by telling him what to bet on, that kind of thing? He never Since did. He knows though, everything is going to happen. Well, he never did, though, because, you know, morally good. Morally good? He was still picking and choosing, you know, he was still upgrading himself. To, to be fair, he you you could see him try not to, but he just I guess cares that much, and as will be revealed eventually anyway. Like time times rules were already broken right, by right. Who, whoever villain there. Okay, we can get to oh, the villain, the, right? <laughs> we can get to the CGI CGI villain. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, so the villain in this ah. story is uh, named Maya Sorian, played mm-hmm. by Catherine Keener, right. and oh um, she is. We'll get we'll get to our gripe later because <laughs> I think. We <laughs> We all have the same okay. problem. Yes, this I do. I do. Yeah, we do have the same thing. We'll save it for later. <laughs> but basically, Maya yes. Sorian um, was um, Mr. Reed, uh, Mark Ruffalo's partner. And mm-hmm. s- you know, they, they developed time travel together. And um, I guess she was one of the big funders. Um, um, she Mark, was the big Yeah, funder. and Mar- Mark Ruffalo was the science guy. And we find out that she actually has been using time travel to her advantage, going back to the past to her old self and giving her tips, her mm-hmm. old self tips on like how to make more money, which yep. fucks up the future. Some, somewhere right. in 2050, somehow, you know, shit's blowing up. And you know, um, Terminator is apparently uh, the future. <laughs> in, world. Yeah, that's that's a, a good, good day. day for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the Terminator future is a good day for them. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, besides um, Ryan Reynolds or um, older Adam wanting to go back to save his um, wife, he also wants to change this shitty future. And one thing that Sorian does is that um, she's not just trying to make herself richer or whatever she's trying to just edge out any and all um claims to time travel she just wants it all for herself you know she wants the whole thing so um mark ruffalo's character um dr reed wants 
to have ethical guidelines in place for how time travel be used. He wants there to be a moral basis for how his tech works. But, you know, Maya will have none of it. She's trying to conquer the future. And she doesn't really care. Um, from what I can tell, she doesn't care about anything beyond her present, which is 2050. Because, you know, like you said, the future is crap. The environment shot to hell. Terminator future is a good day for them. Um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what her end game was. Stay in power. Classic bad guy. Mm-hmm. Get so, rich. But what happens after that? Get powerful. Who the fuck cares? She doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, I admire I admire that she's hands-on enough to travel 30 years back in the past and she'll shoot lasers and stuff. Usually you let henchmen do that kind of thing. But well, I, I, I liked it. Well, yeah, uh, your your younger self would, wouldn't re- necessarily believe any random person who comes back from the future, quote-unquote, unless it's you. That is fair. That is fair. Um, can we talk about the future tech? Because there's some fun stuff um, in the yeah. action sequences in this movie. I, lo- I mean, like, like, pew, pew. Uh, I mean, that pseudo lightsaber is <laughs> not, he's not a lightsaber, is not a lightsaber. But then, as Kid Adam would say, it is a lightsaber, <laughs> it was a lightsaber. And I find it so cool, too, that the key to your spaceship is like linked to your DNA. I thought that was yeah. hella smart. That honestly. was so smart. Like, well, yes, technically, Ryan Reynolds did end up stealing the the spacecraft to go mm-hmm. back to the to, to go back to the past. I was about to say future, but go back to the past. <laughs> but, go back to the future. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it's really interesting how it all unfolds because he gets injured, right? And somehow he can't um, summon, summon the plane. <laughs> While he's injured or weak, right. which which gives um which gives the kid a lot more importance in this role that he is actually able to call on the ship with his DNA because technically they are the same person. That was something fun to see because it gave the kid you know, um it gave the kid access to a bigger world than he had previously, which just reminded me of a lot of um eighties movies that I saw growing up. I'm sorry, I mean it's stuff like <laughs> Flight of the Navigator. It's like the Goonies. It's like Explorers. All these movies where, you know, kids go on these amazing adventures. And the, the twist being here is that, you know, he's going on this adventure with himself. And <laughs> himself needs himself. Otherwise, they can't save themselves for their future selves. Self. Fudge. So are you, are you yourself <laughs> sure about themselves? Selves. No, but yeah, I, I completely agree. But for me, though, as a sci-fi fan, like this reminded me of the last Starfighter. Yes, that was, yes, crossed. exactly. It, it's this. It's it's that because you know this. It's this small town kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like some kind of an outcast mm-hmm. who gets transported or is you know who gets. I don't know, who, who gets an alternate world shoved into his face and he has no choice but to jump in and just join the foray. Absolutely. And he takes it to a fish like water because he's been playing video games his whole life. So mm-hmm. this isn't something that's new to him. You know what's cool? Um, you, you can see in one of the past sequences when they um, show uh, Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner in the living room while little Adam's playing his video games. And Mark Ruffalo himself says, like, should I have invented that game or something? He's like, yeah, I, like uh, he's, he's like, that's all he does now. What if he needs to socialize or something? No, but you see how talented he is. He started yeah. as a photographer and then <laughs> he became a quantum physicist who makes video games on the side. Oh my God. God, what does this man's resume look like? 
His Mark Ruffalo. He can do anything. He's also, he also turns into this gigantic green monster. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, on a bad day. On a bad day. Um, I'm also very impressed by Zoe Saldana's like little fort that she built for herself. So she has this little cabin out out in in the middle of nowhere where she has prepared for like a big fight scene. You know, she knows like future people are coming. She has all her machine mm-hmm. guns and she has mm-hmm. her explosives. And like, wow, she had a lot of time to think over those four years. And she, it was simple, but like she kicked ass. She blew up a fucking car, killed a lot. Cool. A lot I, of I think she had, people. She had a cache of weapons that would, you know, make John Wick proud. <laughs> yes, like, she did. Wow. Yes, she did. But that's legit. Mm. And I like the fact that she had like booby traps in place and she just presses a button and everything explodes and she goes boom. And like, don't forget that smirk she has after she blows shit up. Yeah. Badass. That last stand, that last stand when she went all Colombiana on an entire crew was just mm-hmm. freaking badass. Like the only thing literally that stopped her was a freaking spaceship. That is true. <laughs> but I also want to get on uh, the space chases and whatnot. So you see like um, henchmen going after Little Adam and Big Adam in the same ship. Like that was pretty fun actually. Just like seeing mm-hmm. it fly through um, spaces and you know that whole shutting off trick. That was pretty cool to me too. I, I like I like baby Adam inside when he was like when when future Adam just says uh, uh, hold on be careful hold on <laughs> and he falls what was that about I told you to hold on it's just like <laughs> flying all the nose, over but I still the enjoyed place. it I like that old Ryan Reynolds immediately regrets hanging out with young Ryan Reynolds because he realizes what a pain in the ass he used to be <laughs> and you know kind of still is yeah and essentially what he put his mother through but you know we'll get there mm-hmm. um. At some point, the plot requires the two atoms to go back in time. They got enough power for one last jump, and they go straight to the source of the time travel. They go straight to Mark Ruffalo in a last-ditch attempt to save the future. And what happens is the most messed-up family reunion ever. (laughs) Where son punches papa and papa punches son. (laughs) Because Mark Ruffalo wants nothing to do with these two guys. He knows they're dicking around with time. He knows that they're screwing around with, you know, preordained events. And he's still holding on to his morals. But these two Adams are here in flagrant disregard of any potential rules. And he's having none of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, also here comes out the very, very different um, points of view at, at different points of Adam's life. Like how he feels about his dad. Obviously, the kid... Just recently lost his dad uh, two years before, a couple of years before. And he's happy. He's overjoyed to see his dad. He immediately runs up to him and hugs him. But adult Adam is has a lot of baggage. And I find that so interesting that you can have this very important person in your life and think so differently of this person at different points in your life. Yes, uh, you you know like it's resentful versus and um, versus somebody who's pining for yeah you know lo- or longing for his dad because I think he he realizes things when you're an you realize things when you're adult, an adult what you needed as a child from any of your parents and I think that's what tra- that, that that speaks volumes about how his character evolved in the future mm-hmm. because it was just pretty fantastic about how that conversation he. They each had about one about um, future Adam telling younger Adam to be nicer to the mom because he never had anyone else but the mom, and he ended up treating her like shit. But he still 
was resentful for the dad. And then at the same time, you you get some wisdom from a you know a younger Adam to the adult Adam when he said that his father, no matter how tired he was, he would try play catch with him in the backyard every time he came home from work. So it just it was just like a reminder of what kind of a person he was and who he missed. And why why would you focus on the things that you were resenting about your dad? Yeah, it, it also shows how differently you could process memories because adult Adam all this time thought like, oh yeah, he bought me this thing or he made me this thing just because he's like so freaking busy and he wouldn't pay attention to me. But younger Adam just remembers it so differently. It's like he did yeah. that for us because he loves us. And he still he would like, no matter how busy or tired he is, he would still make time. So growing up can really change your perspective. In in a good way, maybe you gain a lot of wisdom and maybe there are some important things you also forget, which I really appreciated that this film taught us about. I think it's really interesting that you pointed out how time can change one's perspective of one's loved ones. And that's, um, to be honest, I mean, um, that's something that actually scares me. Um, As, you know, the people that have left us earlier in our lives, you know, at what point are we remembering them as they were versus how we would imagine them to be? Because you saw, I mean, in this movie, and I didn't expect this from a freaking Ryan Reynolds movie, that that it really went there. It Uh showed you how time, distance can change your perception of events. Even if you remember them one way, um, they could have been something entirely different. It's just, you know, it's kind of scary. It's scary because it's true. The fact that we can relate to it. Yeah, it <laughs> really is. And um, something else that's interesting is that um, Ryan Reynolds and the kid, they really go for it. They're really... Um, they really act the hell out of that scene. They're not mugging for the camera. They're not being, they're not throwing like a million one-liners a second. They're actually acting and quite well. Actually acting. What were some of the sequences that stood out for you guys? This thing is interesting in that it's a big budget sci-fi movie, but also a lot of it is very much grounded in the real world, in the here, in the now. Um, I th- I think in that that way it it shows a lot in common with even Back to the Future, where it was like a low key sci-fi movie. It's just this one has cooler spaceships. They have better technology for VFX. Okay, fine. Just let's get this out of the way so we're done with with the big action sequences. I like the I liked it when Zoe Saldana first came into screen. That when she cool. rescued the boys and the, this whole tag team fight against an army happens and it was pretty pretty amazing. And we actually see the not lightsaber become a lightsaber <laughs> for the first time. Yes, I would agree that the budget and the technology were very much advanced compared to what's come before, which just made a lot of the stuff that happened towards the end and some of the stuff in the middle a little bit um, off-putting for me. And um, I don't think... I- I'm just going to call it out. There's something wrong with young Catherine Keener's face. There we go. Yes. Like, yes. seriously, mm. what the actual hell? Uh, that was... It's like, aren't you supposed to get... Like, isn't Botox usually in the future? <laughs> no, but Why is your face a, not moving while you're young? 
it wasn't the deep fake of the Mandalorian. No, she came back in time to save herself from being a CGI creation. I don't, I don't know. No, but she was too late. It was like weird. Uh, it was creepy. Know. It's like, like her. her even... Why does your future face move so much while your past <laughs> face doesn't? It's like when celebs it's take like... a picture of themselves next to themselves in Madame Tussauds wax museum. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's exactly right? like that. Then, it's you like, know, you know there's something wrong, it, but you know. <laughs> I don't know if it was just me or it might have been it might have been just me, Talaga. Because it didn't seem like her words were in sync with her m- mouth's movements. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It was maybe it might be me, but I don't it just creeped me out so much that it's like, what the hell is wrong with Kathleen Keener's face? <laughs> It's like it, it, was it wasn't bizarre. No, it wasn't done very well. I'm sorry. That's yeah, probably my biggest gripe with this movie. Same, mm-hmm. same, same. They spent all the money on the not lightsaber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they could have made her less I don't know why it was so creepy. It's not it's not the fact that you're seeing like two different versions of somebody on the same screen. It's it's really just how it was rendered. Couldn't they have just, you know, um done it with makeup and then used less CGI for that? I don't maybe, know. I'm maybe. Well, we're, we're obviously not the experts. We don't know how to do it. But we've seen it done well. And this was not done well. <laughs> no. We've seen it done in The Mandalorian. It was done well. We've seen it in one of the Star Wars third trilogy movies. It was okay. But this one was It was just not... so strange, honestly. <laughs> it was just so strange. And I you wonder, know, if, did they have her like act each scene twice? Maybe I don't know. Like if, if she still, I don't know. To me, she still kind of looks like the way she did in Death to Smoochie. So you know, they could have just ran with makeup. But or I don't know. Was it like heavy prosthetics, which is why she can't seem to move her face? Because there was just like all that gunk on it. I don't know. Obviously, obviously, we're not like again. We are not the experts, but yeah, couldn't be done better. No, no, but you know, but Andrew and I collect action figures, and you know, that's what it looked like. It looked like a life-size action figure. I wouldn't want a life-size action figure that looks like that in my room. That's just (laughs) creepy. That's too creepy. So Catherine Keener's. Uncanny Valley face aside, what what would you guys have done different? Uh, what, what what would you change if you could? I mean, with the movie, hmm. I would have shown the future a little bit. That's true. I would actually also like to see that so-called shitty future that they're so trying to avoid. Yes, I think they spent all the money on the not lightsaber. Look, <laughs> they couldn't even get Catherine Keener's face right. So. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, because all we had fine. was like their word for it. You know, right? Like it was just like verbal descriptions coming from Ryan Reynolds and Zoe Saldana, and that's that makes it. sense. But uh, I, I actually don't mind not seeing the future. I mean, I think like our imagination is going to come up with scarier shit than they could ever afford to show us. Or they're bre- um, they're going to be breaking rules by showing us the future. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> According to the rules. Hey, maybe this- in the sequel. Maybe in the sequel he can take young Adam to the future. Maybe they got to change something. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But you know, like young Adam just forgets. Because like, in the rules of this universe, whenever you're back in your, in your time, your brain, Resets. everything resets. 
but there may be an echo that hints towards something. You don't necessarily remember it, but you may have an echo that makes you feel or feel it or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I've just found from experience that if a movie makes enough money or, you know, it's enough views that um, they will make up any damn excuse for the sequel to justify yes. having everything you loved, but bigger. True. The rule is follow the money. That I really true. hope they do it while the kid's still cute. Because it'll oh. be weird if he's like, like some deep voiced teenager and, and hi, I'm young Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like Shazam. Yeah. So somehow. Oh my God. When, when all the kids have already hit puberty before oh. they shoot It's going to get sequel. worse on Shazam because they push Shazam back like a year now. So it's not coming yeah. out till next year. So by the time they decide to make a part three, all those kids will have kids. Well, we'll see them in their superhero suits more than them being kids then. Or maybe they can Catherine Keener their faces, make no! them look like children. No! Dear <laughs> God, look like no. Little, look like plastic children. No! They can, ju- they can just go back in time, get the kids from the past, and bring them to the future. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, yes. Like This isn't really as much of a thing I would change. It's just something that genuinely shocked me upon watching this movie. I'm not sure if like regulations or ratings have changed, but they say shit and bitch a lot for a family movie. Like back in back in our day. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I feel like in children in family movies, as they say, they just don't say those words. So it's actually yeah. valid. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's uh, it's just us oldies, like you know, seeing things change. But yeah, I I didn't used to hear shit or bitch in like a, or any of much of the cuss words yeah. in any of these movies. Well, to be fair, it's PG thirteen, not just PG. So PG thirteen entitles you to one f bomb. And to be fair, nobody actually used the f bomb in oh, this one. True. It was mouth. It was mouth a couple of times, but nobody actually said it. Hmm. Well. They did have the F-bomb in Adventures in Babysitting starring Elizabeth Shue. And they had that on Disney+, Plus, which they didn't even edit out. <coughs> Sorry about my <laughs> scratchy voice. Yeah, it's just Angel going through puberty. <laughs> uh, vengeance. <laughs> Look at you out to defend the city with your gravelly voice. Uh, for me, if I had to change anything, and I don't think anyone will object to this, I would like more screen time with Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Because we spend a lot of time talking about how the family is broken, how how Adam is hurt that his mother seemingly moved on so quickly. You know, it's been two years since Mark Ruffalo died when we first see her and she's going on a date and Adam is clearly not happy about this. And that's a chip that he carries on into the future because when old Adam meets Jennifer Garner, he tells her that she has to make a point of telling her son that she's not okay. They have to work through their shit together. That's something that they need to deal with. It's something they need to confront. They can't just keep sweeping it under the rug because if young Adam thinks that his mom is okay, then he'll think all the more that there's something wrong with him for still missing his father. And when we see Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo together, it's a nice little 13 going on 30 moment, but I would have liked to see more of their interaction. Show us more of what we're missing. Also, I would like to change that Photoshopped 
picture of the, the, their photoshopped family picture. It was so <laughs> badly done. I'm so sorry. Like, just they they usually have these close ups, right, of family memorabilia or like photos yes, together. Yes. It's, it's a staple in uh-huh. in movies like this, especially um, if one of them passes away. But dude, that close up was it just showed me the bad Photoshop. It was not. Mm. Maybe, mm. maybe, maybe faces and you know editing faces was not, not there for a key component in this movie, <laughs> no. as we've seen with Catherine Keener. There, there was there was also a photo on the mantle in the Reed family house of of Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner and um, Maya Maya Sorian. It looks like that Adam has just been born. And I, I, when I was looking at it, and they, they were, I think they were in the hospital, and all I could think was, that is a gigantic baby. Adam was <laughs> huge when he was born. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was, uh, he was a big baby when he was born. How many pounds was he? We don't know. But, Fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, if, if it's that badly done, I'm not even a Photoshop expert, but if it's that badly done, please don't give it a close-up like that. It's just, <laughs> it just magnifies the imperfections and it's Absolutely. just so bad. Absolutely. But yes, I definitely would have wanted more scenes with um, uh, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo together. Because just like, see how that dynamic was. And maybe to further emphasize why young Adam has such a big problem with um, his mom dating again. Because him and uh, his uh, his parents were actually really happy when they were together, right? That's exactly, kind of added. exactly right. And I also would have loved to see more Zoe Saldana. Yes. And um, I think it's safe to go into spoilers at this point. I mean, at the very end, suffice it to say, the day is saved. Time resets itself. Ryan Reynolds goes back to um, his future where he meets Zoe Saldana in a scenario that's similar to how they originally met. It's got her entering a classroom. She's in the wrong building. She's in the wrong classroom, in the wrong building, on the wrong campus. And Ryan Reynolds falls head over heels in love with her. But in this version, in this version, um, in the rewritten future, in the revised future, they... They're, they still have their meet cute, but they're no longer in the academy for you know Air Force pilots who become time travelers. Um, I actually like their chemistry. I think that could be a whole other movie, just you know, just building off of that scene where they meet each other. Yeah, the diet. He's the, just the, so gosh darn charming. I know the exchanges were so adorable because like it's not every day that that kind of pickup line would work. <laughs> you know like how he actually makes his moves on Zoe Saldana like not everybody that's not everybody's cup of tea but that obviously worked on her and maybe it does help that you look like Ryan Reynolds but I liked it that him pretending to be asleep and everything I have a question about what? looking like Ryan Reynolds what was he de-aged at the end of the movie maybe that was just makeup cause they met when they were young academy trainees Ryan Reynolds doesn't look that old. Yeah, he doesn't. He actually doesn't look like his forty. So I don't think they really needed to do much. Well, Zoe Saldana yeah. obviously didn't need to do anything because she's like immaculate. She's still. amazing. She's Zoe yeah. Saldana. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I didn't really take that much notice of it. Hmm. I, I don't know. I need to watch it again. I I just felt that there was something weird about his face at the end. How dare but, you? Um, I like the emotion. <laughs> How dare you say that about <laughs> Ryan sorry, Reynolds' no. face? No, 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 no. The, the, the scene. The scene. It's was a beautiful face. 
the scene was also right. in a dim, dimly lit yeah. room. So yeah, that may true. have been a factor. There was, yeah, it was like a planetarium clash. thing. Right. In the future, where they have Tony Stark projection whoa, projectors whoa. type. I don't and know. And we're back to the Marvel <laughs> references, ladies and gents. Are you you're making another another crossover there? Uh, okay. The minority report projections. To be fair, I like oh, oh, the, the of of like, little nods. Speaking of minority report, did you know that the role was actually supposed to go to Tom Cruise? And you know, they 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 uh, I read this uh, little tidbit somewhere. Like uh, production actually began way back in like ten years ago, I think. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, the Adam project. Yeah, it was uh, being planned for the longest time, but then you know the things turned to shit until Netflix acquired the rights uh, much later on. But yeah, Tom Cruise was actually supposed to star in this one back then. Yeah, that'd be weird though, because you got like future Tom Cruise and young Tom Cruise, and they're both like you know five foot four, so you know there'd be no difference. I I don't think we'd enjoy it as much because. I don't know. I don't see Tom Cruise being snarky. The the script well, he, might have like adjusted yeah, to Ryan Reynolds. They, it it would have been a very different tone. True. Probably it would have been. It, it probably would have been true because to, uh, Sean Levy is like super used to Ryan Reynolds by now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it so could have been different. Adjusted it. But I would have killed to see all the Scientology jokes and the straight back running. <laughs> yes, straight back running. Is like, the best. please, if the starred Tom Cruise sneak in a Scientology joke somewhere. I, I don't know. With I don't know because ever since Tom Cruise did all those Mission Impossible movies and the Jack Reacher movies, mm-hmm. all I see is the same guy. Because you know that's what he's been doing: Mission Impossible, Jack Reacher. Well, well, he, he he did play Les Grossman in Tropic Thunder, where he had that fat suit and he was dancing. Uh... Yeah, but. Yeah, and it's not the same night, thing. Yeah. There's also that that's that that romantic comedy he did with Cameron Diaz, the Night, night and Day. Day. Yeah, that was which that is was basically weird. another Ethan Hunt. Mm, yeah, I kind of was, was. I didn't enjoy that one. He was he was too smarmy for me. Yeah. So I don't know. Like we've lost the Jerry Maguire Tom Cruise. Now we all we get is Ethan Hunt, Jack Reacher, Tom Cruise. Yeah. So again, I'm not complaining that it is Ryan Reynolds, despite Ryan Reynolds still being Ryan Reynolds. You know what? I would love to, and I know we've said this before. I would love to see more of serious Ryan Reynolds because the few moments where he lets his guard down here and actually, you know, applies himself to acting instead of acting like himself, they're pretty decent. You know, and I'd like to see how far he can push that. That scene in the bar with Jennifer Garner was yes. probably one of the best moments in the movie like the you know like the the, the moments when they when he had to show heart were effective were were, were, were effective yeah I also want to point it back to um when the day is saved and uh, both Adams and their dad they're oh, kind of no. like saying goodbye now right oh, no. so this is where like um uh they say like okay we're just I guess we'll just uh We'll, we'll be off then after mm-hmm. well, the day is saved. And when they all start saying their I love yous or whatever they might not be able to say to each other in the future, that just like, yep. oh my, uh, that's where I teared up a little bit. Yes, I did tear up in this movie and that was the scene. Like you can yep. see Bye. Ryan Reynolds's deep sobs upon once again parting with his father. I, and, and I like that um, even if both Adams already could feel the changes in the timeline starting to affect them, they knew they were going to disappear any moment now, but they still took the time to play one last game of catch with oh, their dad. 
and it was well done you know i like the way the shots lingered i like the way it was lit and i like the expressions of all of them they looked like they were having they were genuinely enjoying each other's company and when the two of adams make their final disappearance you know you're sad you're sad for mark ruffalo because you know that he doesn't have much longer to live but it's nice that he got one last moment with his boy boys his boys who are one boy his, his single son who is two his people. boys to man <laughs> <laughs> there say it again he's had this Mark one Ruffalo single moment with his one boys single to man moment with his boys to man uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, i didn't expect any depth of emotion from you know another ryan reynolds movie a ryan reynolds comedy from the director of night at the museum and free guy free guy But, yeah they got me they got me there yeah And um, yeah. it's also me personally, as maybe somebody with some parental issues. It made me feel that tinge of guilt for maybe all the times that I might have not treated my parents right. And I think that was really just the goal of this movie. It also being a family film, probably a warning to all the kids like, Hey, you know what? Don't be mean to your parents. They're yes. doing their best. So I hate that it made me feel guilt, but I guess though it did its job well. The one line that stood out to me was when Jennifer Garner told Mark Ruffalo that he doesn't need perfect, he just needs you. Oh. I was like, oh, my heart. Uh, That's, and the, 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 the line that got me actually was that it's, it's later than you think. Yeah, because you know you always assume there's gonna be tomorrow. You always assume there's gonna be another chance, and but but what they don't tell you is that when it's when it's gone, it's it's gone. You know, um, that person who's pissing you off now by telling you to look both ways before you cross the street, or to call when you get to wherever you're going, or text if you're gonna be home late. You know, those are things that 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 you don't appreciate really until they stop happening, and. I can't that, believe this came from a Ryan Reynolds movie. And those deep sentiments to be felt by like the adults watching the film is something we probably would have never expected because mm-hmm. especially if you say that it's a family movie, you'd think it's more of the kids enjoying it, right? right. So it's it doesn't just teach them um, whatever they tried to teach. But somehow it resonated with the adults too, and maybe how they should be looking at their current relationships, or how maybe they would have wanted to change their past relationships to mm-hmm. influence their their current ones. I mean, it it went deep. <laughs> I did not expect it to go that deep. What was pretty amazing about it is, you know, we know that Adam is the main character, but we see we see two perspectives of Adam. <clears throat> There goes my voice again. <laughs> Um, we see two perspectives. I don't know if you're getting older or what. <laughs> what what's happening to you? Am I catching up to you? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> But that was yeah. a low blow, low like your new voice. Wow. Yes. But no, no. But you know, you you see you see two perspectives, like one from the younger Adam and one from the adult Adam. But what this movie did as well was it also kind of, you know, with the little screen time that he had. Like it also gave you a perspective of what it was to be a dad with Mark Ruffalo, because you know his role was so pivotal in the movie. Even if his his role was you know like very small, you know he had so little screen, you know such a small screen time, but you know it was so effective. Yeah, but here's the so, thing, right? You, 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 like 
Mai and I are coming from the perspective that we want to give our dads a hug after watching this. You want to go hug your kid. So I think that it's um, a sign of a good movie that it appealed to us on different levels. And once again, unexpected surprise. That was great. And um, yeah, this was fun. I would recommend this movie. What would you guys? Uh, what are your parting thoughts? What do you? What do? What are your parting thoughts? Watch it, appreciate it, but you can close your eyes every time CGI Catherine Keener shows up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know this is a family movie, but I just have to put this in there. The cast is beautiful. <laughs> there we go. There we I go. tried my best to go. make this a I... family episode, but can no, I just please no. get to the thirst? Sure, I sure. Can't. We would make it one recording without the thirst portion, but no. <sighs> but you know, she's not wrong. I mean, she's out of line. She's out of line, but she's not wrong. I mean, you know? obviously, Ryan Reynolds. Hello. Mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana Yes Absolutely She is gorgeous Barefaced We were so used to seeing her in green You know But <laughs> in, in like heavy makeup Either green or blue But just her natural bare face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is just gorgeous You Plus, would go back in time for Zoe Saldana Yes I yes. would And I would do anything To just save Mark Ruffalo's Like Cause <laughs> Daddy <laughs> He's adorable. He's adorable. I felt that. I felt it. I don't get the sex appeal of Mark Ruffalo, but I think he's adorable. I've been crushing on him since 13 going on 30. And the fact that this reminded me of him in 13 going on 30. And now that he's a dad and he's a family man, he loves his family. He's a quantum physicist and see how much he has achieved. And he's a loving husband. And a video game designer. And a video game designer. On the side. (laughs) I know, right? That was a mouthful in such a small time. It really was. She was driving home the point. Her ovaries were talking. (laughs) You know, you know, you you don't say she's out of line considering where it's a saboteur's episode. That's fair. Okay. And Jennifer Garner's so gorgeous. Let's just swim through. Yes. Gorgeous. (laughs) Beautiful people. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I got that out. I'm fine. Yeah, that is a pretty good-looking family when you think about it. Yep. I, I'm just. I just really thought we could go through an episode without the thirst portion. It's like, oh, you we're thought going. wrong. You thought this, wrong. Uh, the, obviously, just judging from the poster and how I caressed the box when it when the goodies have arrived, oh. <laughs> that is already oh. very telling. Like, oh, so many beautiful people. <laughs> well. ah. Brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. But good, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely something the family would enjoy. Definitely, definitely. Nice save. Absolutely. <laughs> Way to bring it back on point. <laughs> I tried. But at least at least the thirsty titas have something to enjoy too. Like me. <laughs> thirsty titas. Do you think we'll see a sequel? I wouldn't mind it. Just to <laughs> see the beautiful people. <laughs> I, I don't know. It I, I like the way that it ended. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, Back it, to the Future wasn't it, designed to have two sequels either. That's true, but then... I don't know. It wasn't designed to have two sequels either, but then it ended with Doc Brown. Yeah, they just thought it'd be a cute ending, but like you could say that this one ends on a similarly hopeful note of things to come. But then this one though, this one though, I mean, compared to that, compared to the Back to the Future ending where they can actually jump off from that ending and start a different movie. This one, no. 
you you don't have time travel. It's not invented. Everybody's timelines somehow reworked into something. Wait, if if wait if time travel was never invented, and like, uh, it, can I also say for Mark Ruffalo's character to forego his life's work? Oh yeah, right. Just just and to the- just to save his maybe family or just to save people in general. Like a lot of. Men then, would would not have that humility to actually tear down his life's work for the sake of the future. And that's not all, you know. He would also just be living every day knowing that it could be his last. How yeah. freaking scary is that? How depressed would he be? Or, I have a theory, okay? I'm just going to throw it out there. What if the car that he died in, the accident, was Jennifer Garner's car? The one that he wrecked when he saved old Adam. Ooh. What if... What if you he know, lives? because he doesn't have that car anymore, he never gets into the accident that kills him. So maybe he's <gasps> still alive. He could still come up with, with, with time travel. Maybe he'll accidentally open a wormhole and, you know, ceramic Catherine Keener comes out of it. For revenge. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> wax. Wax. Porcelain. Wax Keener comes out, you know, for revenge. Wax Keener. Wiener. <laughs> you know, where she's the only one who no. remembers his timeline. Ah, interesting. Or I was also thinking, what if he goes back to being a photographer? He could do that. He has the power of time travel. You know, he can go back and tell himself that. You know, never become a quantum physicist. Just stick to this. <laughs> so many possibilities. But um, I'm not sure if this might have... I'm I'm not a sci-fi nerd. So mm-hmm. uh, there might have been some rules or loopholes in the whole story that might have like pushed through. So that I actually want to ask you guys. To be honest, I mean, you know, I think Endgame already threw out any serious discussion about time travel. Because <laughs> okay. at this point, you know, they're just going to do anything they want. But I, I like that they always seem to refer to stuff like Back to the Future as like their Bible of what they're not going to be doing. They always say that, like, we're not going to be doing Back to the Future rules, you know. Hmm. They got like paradoxes and multiverses and alternate realities and whatnot you know time is not linear i mean like in this movie they just say oh everybody just resets if you're in your proper timeline or once Mm -hmm, you return mm -hmm. to your proper timeline so okay that's fine oh well so i guess the scientific mumbo jumbo won't really stop anyone from making a sequel which i will gladly (laughs) watch yes the wrath of keener this the hot (laughs) uh, this the movie hot tub time machine count as a sci-fi movie i think so i actually like that that's funny as hell the second oh, one, yeah. not so much. No, no. The first one is amazing. <laughs> first one is underrated, in my opinion. So good. So I think it's safe to say that you would recommend this movie to your friends and uh, families. Families. Family. <laughs> yeah, I actually would love to watch this again with my nephews. I think they'll really enjoy it. And just another reason to watch it for me is good. Oh, I know why you'll be watching it. this movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, you know, they'll all be watching it for the pew-pew. And you'll be watching it for the thirst. thirst. I don't know what, what sound effect comes with thirst. But drip, yeah. Drip. I don't know. <laughs> so much for family friendly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> mm, drip, drip. Mm. Drip, drip. Yes, don't, don't spill your sodas, kids. Right. I think we can end the episode now. So that was our take on The Adam Project, Ryan Reynolds' latest blockbuster for Netflix. It's starring himself, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, and something that kind of sort of may or may not be Catherine Keener. Let us know what you thought about it. We are on social media. Catch us on Instagram, sub underscore auteurs. Catch us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, sub auteurs. We like movies. 
our podcast is available on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. We are always open to other suggestions for movies we could review in the future. Old movies, new movies, let us know in the comments what you want to hear. And let us know what you thought of the Adam Project. In the meantime... There's ooze in this house. There's ooze. Sorry. I'm really in the trying, meantime. I'm really trying to. I know there were other songs in the soundtrack. The soundtrack was pretty good. Just gonna say it. Was but kind of it's like, yes, it was. My thirst is not letting me. I, you, you're still thinking of that one song. That one very, very <laughs> <a> family oriented, <laughs> appropriate song. By that which song. he means it's completely inappropriate for families. The, the song wherein yes. the artist herself shuts it off when she sees her kid walk in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love you, Cardi B. Thank you for this lovely, lovely song. As is probably wise. Make it trap. <laughs> <laughs> I just started it. So Somebody sorry. can continue it. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. He did. I can't ignore a, the thirst. I'm sorry. While we try and get our musical selves in order, we are going to call it an episode. We are the Saboteurs. We are your hosts. I'm Misha. I'm thirsty. I'm Mai. Oh my God. <laughs> she just said it. She just she just said it. I'm just kidding. I'm Mai. I'm Angel. <laughs> See you next time, guys. <laughs>